Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of On the Level Leadership. I am Tammy and I'm your leadership and career growth coach who's here to help you be the best leader you could be so that you can grow in your career. So we've all heard it that leadership is an action, not a position. It's a famous quote that we've all heard. My play on that is that leadership is relational, not positional. And I really want to discuss this this week because it's really important that you show how you demonstrate or behave like a leader rather than just looking like a leader. Well, welcome back. Uh, My voice isn't completely back yet from COVID, but I'm getting there and I'm feeling a whole ton better. So I'm really glad to be here. Welcome back this week. I really do appreciate you taking the time to be here as well. So, you know, Kuzes and Posners, you all know if you've been watching my channel or following this channel for a while, you know I'm a big fan of these guys in the Leadership Challenge. They talk about their five practices of leadership, and there are 30-some-odd behaviors uh, in the LPI 360 that are assessed for uh, frequencies. So how often you demonstrate your behaviors as a leader and that there's a direct correlation with, you know, the more... Uh, often you show or demonstrate uh, positive leadership behaviors, the more successful not only you are in your career, but the more successful your organization will be ultimately. So the evidence is clear that if you demonstrate positive leadership behaviors, that your organization will see a uh, almost a direct correlation in an increase in engagement. You'll have increased levels of trust in the leadership, but also in the staff to be able to get the work done. You'll enable productivity. You can decrease rotation or, uh, you know, staff rotation rather, or turnover, which ultimately takes the onboarding slash cost of recruiting burden down substantially for an organization. But individually as a leader, it makes you the leader that everybody wants to work with and for really makes you an asset or you will likely be identified for talent management because the more success you have as a leader in your own individual career by implementing these behaviors, the more likely you are actually going to go up in the levels of the organization or be appointed elsewhere, be offered an opportunity somewhere. So it's really, really important that one learns how to behave as a leader, not just get caught in the trappings of the position. Essentially, there are sort of three key areas the way I see it from a behavior perspective that really made a difference for me as a leader in establishing the trust from my team and being able to really support those positive outcomes for the organization as a whole. The first is that as a leader, it's really important that you behave in a way that allows you to show a high degree of accountability and a high degree of integrity. What does this mean? Well, it means that you are fully responsible for your own actions, but ultimately you are also a buffer to senior management in terms of accountability for your team. So your job as a leader is to is to essentially push the team further, push them sometimes to push boundaries of people's comfort zones as a team to be able to effectively get the work done. When things don't go right or when things kind of go off the rails a bit, it is your job as a leader to take full accountability for this. Gary Vee talks about this all the time, that if you're a CEO of a company and you're not taking accountability for your processes or procedures that caused a failure in your company, then, then you're not doing your job as a CEO or as a lead, uh, a leader within your organization. And I fully agree with that. You need to be willing to take full accountability for not just your actions, but the actions of your team and look at ways, of course, correcting if need be 
uh, and addressing or being disciplinary if if required, uh, if that's a requirement, in order to address the issue and reestablish the trust that senior management has in you. The other piece is showing integrity. What this means is that you walk the talk, that you are demonstrating um, and speaking the same values. Your implicit and explicit values align. There is no difference between what you say and what you do. That shows integrity and that will increase the trust of your organization in you as a leader. So again, being willing to be accountable and being willing to show integrity is really uh, an, two important features of making sure that you're behaving in a way that is positive as a leader. The second thing is that a uh, leaders are very comfortable communicating with other people and are willing to collaborate. And so what does that look like? Well, ultimately, if you will have a vision for the company or if your leadership has a vision that you are being asked to implement, then you're going to have to be collaborative in order to get there. A lot of times I've had clients actually say this to me where they think they have to develop the whole vision statement on their own or that they have to somehow come up with a solution on their own. The reality is, is we all, many of us who work in, in let's say, mid to large organizations have teams of people that we work with that can support and provide the content, the data, the information, the implementation thinking around how to take a vision and create a strategy that can then be implemented into an action plan. The reality is, is if you've surrounded yourself with really smart people, really capable people on your team, and if you're a secure leader, you will have done this, then uh, collaborating and communicating with these people should be a breeze. So again, it's about being willing to trust, it's being willing to delegate, it's being willing to communicate both good and bad with your team, and also just just being present to allowing folks to come to you with ideas or with challenges and being willing to coach them through it or have conversations around how to get around these situations without losing your shit. Because if you can do that, then you will build the trust and have people know that they can come to you when they need a problem solved or when they need a decision made and that you will be there in full force to support them. The third thing is being willing to show a bit of your heart and soul. And this can make, especially leaders in very, um, I'm going to put it in very science-based data-driven, sometimes like the IT, the engineering types, we have a hard time sometimes in those types of roles showing that side of ourselves, right? Because it's a very logical space where everybody's working. But the reality is, is showing heart and soul doesn't mean you go to work and cry with your staff when something bad happens. It's more about sharing a little bit of yourself, the vulnerability that maybe you feel as a leader. I would often share if I was struggling with something with my team, not, not to rattle them or make them feel uncomfortable, but where appropriate was like, you know what? I, I, I get the, the feelings of insecurity or the feelings of nervousness that you guys have around this particular issue, because I was feeling that too. You know, I felt that too. Then I thought about it and I came up with a plan, blah, blah. So the idea here is be willing to show a bit of your vulnerability to your staff and that humanizes you. It makes you a human being, not just a leader in a role. I've often noticed that the, the presidents and the vice presidents and deputy ministers and the assistant deputy ministers and the director generals and executive directors and all those high level, highfalutin folks uh, in, in organizations who made an effort to have conversations and share something of themselves with their teams and with their organizations have a lot more loyalty, um, have lower levels of staff rotation and people, people have the desire to want to help them be a, continue being a great leader and have a desire to want to be a part of an organization that this person is with or working for. 
So if you want to be the leader of choice, like people would come to me to work for me, not necessarily because they liked the work that I was leading, but because they knew they could work with me. They would come to me and say, Tammy, do you have anything for me in your, in your space? And I would say, often have to say no, because I didn't always have a position available for somebody, but people would approach me to work for me. So you want to be that leader. You want to be the person that people want to go to because what, what happens is then you can retain talent. You not only get the best talent, but you retain that talent, which will ultimately, let's be honest, if you want to go back to the ego-driven piece here, will make you look better. If you can get your team to be more productive, highly engaged, highly performant, and are meeting, you know, targets in ways they've never met before or have, you know, client satisfaction levels are through the roof because of your team, because of your leadership, people are going to take notice, not just your team, but your senior leaders are going to take notice and it will ultimately improve your career positioning. So my point being is that we often get trapped in the notion of the position. You know, I'm a vice president, I'm a deputy minister, I'm a director general, and therefore I'm more important than everybody else. And that ego starts to trip us up. Ultimately, uh, that can kind of corrupt us as leaders and unfortunately can chip away at the trust and in the loyalties that our staff have in us. So it's really important, especially as you get higher and higher in the chain of command, that you don't let your ego get the best of you. Your position is just a title. It's a level of responsibility that you have. Yes, your responsibility is greater. The risks may be higher at that level. Decisions have maybe a broader or larger impact at that level fully. That's why you're getting compensated the level you're getting compensated in those roles. So I don't want to demean that fact because it is a vastly different to be a vice president and to be a manager in an organization. The roles and responsibilities and accountabilities are vastly different. That I don't question. But what doesn't change from the manager all the way to the VP level or shouldn't change is how you relate to people and how you treat other people in your office, how you treat people when you talk to your clients, how you treat people when they do something wrong is really key and important because those behaviors as a leader is what's going to maintain the trust, maintain the loyalty, and maintain your talent pool intact where you are. So the message today really is simple. Relationships are the key to leading, full stop. If you don't know how to build personal relationships with people, you're going to have a hard time leading successfully. I don't want you to forget that just because you have a big title doesn't mean you get to be a big jerk. You want to make sure that you maintain that capacity to be humane, to be empathetic, to be compassionate. There was a time when I had replaced a leader who was extremely dysfunctional uh, with a team and he never, ever, ever learned anybody's names. In the time, the entire time he was leading there, he didn't know anybody's names. And it was a personal endeavor and passion of mine to get to know everybody, not just their names, but where are they from? What, what does their family do? What are their interests? How do they want to grow in their careers? Now, I know as a VP, if you have 300 people under you, you may not be able to do that. But at least with your direct reports or maybe even your subordinates below them, that level, lower level below them, maybe the first level or two below you, make a point of getting to know people. Have information sessions, have town halls, have meet and greets at the local pub now that things are starting to loosen up. You know, start meeting people in person, get to talk to them, get to know them, make them feel like they're important because they are and they're important to the success of your organization. 
That's it for this week. It's just a simple reminder that your leadership is all about you developing relationships and learning how to communicate and be a human being with other human beings. And if you can do that, you can be a great leader. It is not about your title or position. Don't let your ego tell you otherwise. It is all about how you establish relationships with other people. So if you're challenged by your leadership or you're getting feedback that maybe you're not real happy with and you want to work through these issues or you're struggling with your career development or growth as an executive or as a leader in your organization, I can certainly help you out with that. Just click on the link down below, book a time in my calendar, and we can have a conversation around how what your problems are and how I might be able to help you out. That's it for this week, folks. I really do appreciate you taking the time to be here with me. If you like the content from this week's episode, make sure you follow the podcast or subscribe to this video channel So that, because I am here every single week talking about how you can be the best leader you can be so that you can grow in your career. I look forward to being here next week, folks. Stay safe. Until next time.